Welcome everyone to Chat Central. I'm Sean. I'm JB. And I'm Shell. We're friends who chat about pop culture, politics, and everything in between. So grab a drink, get comfortable, and we hope that you enjoy our Chat Central podcast. Nothing is off limits. Welcome everybody back to episode five of Love in All Stages, Single Relationship in Marriage. On episode five of Chat Central, we delve into all things love and relationships, literally love in all stages, from how to find dates to deciding when to get married and everything in the middle. We're varying perspectives, literally all in one conversation. It's the single life, the committed relationship life, and is this marriage even going to make it through quarantine life? And you probably have questions, and we certainly have answers. So check out our next episode, which is the first in a two-parter. As we like to say, nothing is off limits. One. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking in for episode five of our Chat Central podcast today. We're going to do the first part of a two-part series, Love in All Stages. We're going to talk about single life, relationship life, being married. So the first thing I have to ask is, before we get started, is anybody else drinking? Because I felt like this warranted a drink. You know I am. This time. <laughs> so what you drinking on? So, um... Y'all know I love martinis, so um, I am drinking a lemon sour martini. Oh, oh, you real fancy as we go into 2021. Oh, okay, let us mind you, it's like 3 p.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about you, Sean? What you drinking off? <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> like not even a spritzer like no but I will be drinking on this Visconti <laughs> and I have today my Jim Beam uh, peach whiskey mixed with the ocean spray cranberry quarter mm-hmm. cup of ice and it is everything nice because I felt like the occasion uh, warranted that. So the first thing we should probably talk about is before entering into any relationship or dating situation, you have to have like a sense of self-love. Absolutely. And so for you guys, like what what does self-love mean to you? For me, um, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. And I think that we as humans, we have to get in touch with knowing how to embrace ourselves, embracing all of our flaws and thinking about everything that we need to go out into the world to just give others love. So you have to constantly give yourself reassurance and know that you are in a place where you are comfortable with yourself and you love yourself first before you can give it to anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So like, okay. So we have like varying perspectives, like right now, one of us, you know, is actively dating. One of us is in like a serious committed relationship. One of us is married, although that's pending, depending on how the rest of quarantine goes. <laughs> so, um, what have you guys' experiences been with, um, with just like your situation? First, let's start there. Well, I think Sean should answer that first. How has dating been for you? Um, you know, it, dating is scary. Um, I've always liked to have a friendship as a foundation. I think that takes like the hard stuff off the table where you're trying to 
impress a person and different stuff like that. And then, you know, a lot of times you hear, oh, that person has changed. I think they're really just, you really just starting to see who they've been the entire time. But it was like, sometimes people put on, I remember many, many years ago, I had went out on a date with this guy and I had ordered a salad. And anybody that know me, I would mm. never order. You went hungry? So, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so just little things like that. And so when that situation happened, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, no, I think, you know, the foundation should be a good friendship and everything. But it's hard out here because, you know, you don't really know who what, who has what motives. And it's hard, you know, just trying to figure out. You know, if a person has a lot of baggage and get to know them and invest in time with them. So it hasn't been easy. So shout out to you and Jonathan, um, JB, uh, for actually being able to be in a really, um, some really good relationships and obviously uh, shell a marriage. But you know how many frauds you got to get? You go through to, oh, I'm so sure. it's like one thing uh, Jonathan and I were talking about not too long ago was about the focuses that you have when you're dating. So there's like the physical attraction aspect. There's the financial stability aspect. There's the, uh, do we have a lot of common interests? Do we have um, conversations, strong conversations, meaningful conversations, right? Um, do we talk about things of sustenance? And so I think, when you add all of that to the pot, plus the accessibility that people have to other people now, like through social media, like the dating apps and all of that, it's just it's just really, really hard. Then add the layer to quarantine right now. Like, Jonathan, I know you're in a relationship, but if you weren't, if you were single, would you be dating in quarantine? Like, um... Maybe, maybe not. Um, I say maybe not just because I don't really feel like I would want to be around anybody during this time just because I would want to keep myself safe. But at the same mm-hmm. time, these are the times when we all get lonely and you feel like you need somebody mm-hmm. to be around and, you know, share some type of intimate relationship with. So probably... Until they get yeah, on your nerves. I mean, and even if, you know, the good thing about dating is you don't have to have that person around every single day. Yes. And- like, Sean, you have no idea. Like, I envy just having <laughs> mm-hmm. my face <clears throat> and just the peace and quiet. Or, like, if you're dating somebody and you don't want to talk to them, you right. can't talk to them. You don't owe, you don't owe them anything. I, I mean... I, I I get it, but I was just discussing with someone mm-hmm. earlier about love language. And mine is quality time. So for me, I mean, while I do understand Shell and JB about, you know, sometimes it can, you know, like I still would like to have that individuality even in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So being able to enjoy my friends and do the things that I've done prior, but in a relationship setting, I love quality mm-hmm. time. Like that's well, let's speak on that for language. a second. <clears throat> Do y'all feel like once you get into a relationship that you kind of become each other in a sense? Like it doesn't become I anymore, it becomes we. Because I know so many relationships where you know you try to hang out with friends and then automatically they just try to make it into like a couple's event. Or what are y'all doing? What are we doing? Instead of just the friends hanging out. So do y'all think that you should still have like a sense of self or uh, individuality once you enter into a relationship? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Because again, you are two individuals. Um, and I think that, you know, you have, you know, you can have similar tastes. And then you can have some things that just interest you. But I know that, you know, JB, you and I are really good friends. And I know that it's been times where it's just like, it's just you and I. And there's no disrespect to Mark or anything. But, you know, it's just, I appreciate the time, the moments that you carve out time where it just can be you and I. And we can catch up and, you know, it doesn't have to be so 
um, clingy and, you know, I don't feel like the third wheel and just different stuff like that. So, yeah, I love individuality. I celebrate it. Um, it's encouraged in any relationship that I've yeah. ever been in. So No, yeah. I think that's totally a thing. And But there's also another side of it, too, to piggyback on what um, Sean was saying. Sometimes you kind of feel stuck in the middle because you want to spend time like with your friends, but then you also need to spend time like with your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, significant other whatsoever. Because I know, well, maybe my situation is a little different because my husband is normally on the road like Monday through Friday, but everybody wants to hang out on the weekend. Nobody wants to hang out, you know, on a random Wednesday night, right? But because we don't spend time together during the week, generally I like to give him that time on the weekend. Right. But then I have friends who are like, hey, we're going such and such, come out and stuff. And I'm like, oh, we have plans or whatever the case is. So there's a uh, there's a definitely a fine balance, I think, um, between it. But you have to have like your own friends and individuality and you know, all of that. What about you, JB? Like, with your relationship, how do you balance the individuality and, you know, all of um, that? Well, one thing about me is I believe in, like you said, just a very good balance. Um, I feel like if you want to hang around your friends, because oftentimes you don't get those one-on-one times to where you feel like um, I need to be with my friend and have my friend discuss, like, issues they're going through or some things that, they are, on, that are on their mind. So you don't want your partner being around to get in the way of that because they the person that you're friends with may not feel comfortable discussing or disclosing everything that they're going through in that moment just because you have your partner around so i've always Mm -hmm. made it a point to try and you know make time to hang out with my friends separately and then also if i have friends who are in relationships we can do those type of events together but i would never want it to be just like all the time that I see my friends, I have to bring my partner around just because I, I just don't feel like that's normal and I don't feel like that's healthy. Mm-hmm. But th- that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about, um, that's one of the good things like within like our friendship is that we all have like varying mm-hmm. perspectives. So I have like a test question for you guys. Have you all ever thought about dating multiple people like in one mm-hmm. situation and it being like a little complicated? Like, cause you like right now you have like polyamory. You just, you have like all these different, um, I don't want to say they're trends, but just these new dating situations that it seems like people are creating. So like, would a multiple dating situation be good for either of you or are you exclusively I'm going to just date one person I know I'm jealous as fuck selfish as fuck like kind of person I don't believe in having people waste my time Mm -hmm. Um, so you know for me when I first meet a person you know, that's the easiest for me to kind of be like no nonsense. As soon as you say something I don't like or you in a situation I don't like, it's just like, okay, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to kind of, you know, it's when I start to spend time and, you know, you become fond of the person, then the harder it becomes. But, you know, for me, I've always been a relationship type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to spread myself that, you know, that thin. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as with multiple people, I just rather kind of be patient and wait until I find the person that's worth, uh, you know, me giving. Come on, worthiness. <laughs> um, for me, um, I'll say this. Okay, I'm 35 now, and the allegedly, allegedly, almost 36. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he, he's closer to 36 than 35. We will not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's like, he like 30. He's like 35 and 340 days. You know? <laughs> no, um, the, the biggest mistake that I feel like I made in my 20s is dating exclusively and spending too much time focusing on one person. And 
I think both of y'all can attest to this because I've kind of shared my experiences with y'all as far as dating. Um, I've mm. always been a serial dater, but as I got in my thirties, I looked back and I realized that in my twenties, I kind of should have been a little more reckless to, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Right. No, you yeah. should have been out you. Like, cause how do you know what you like, what you don't like? Like, how are you supposed to know that when you're committing exactly. too soon to work? Um, and Shell, you can uh, probably talk about, well, I, I think I've told you more about this than um, Sean. There was one particular person that I spent so much time investing into for about six or seven years, just thinking that we were just going to ride off into the sunset and be together. And, you know, after I focused all of my energy onto that one person, it didn't even work out. So just imagine mm -hmm. if you just were taking the time to get to know several people versus just one person and then to have it not work out it's like you you felt like you've worked, wasted your time so um mm -hmm. you know i just would say for anybody who's into the dating world if you have the opportunity to date more than one person and if you want to see people who can catch your attention in different ways just like spread yourself out but just make sure that you mm -hmm. and then the other people also know what the situation is because I, I, I have so many friends who I, go into situations and they're just dating but they don't really have an idea of mm -hmm. what they and the other person are doing so back to the sunset right. um, when you said riding off to the sunset what and which one of your cars was that <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So you had to stop because we're not trying to ride in no car that he had. Because it either didn't have it either didn't have AC. It either it either didn't have brakes. <laughs> we're not trying to ride in shit, JP got. <laughs> Park your shit. How about you? <laughs> I mean, the reason for the question, I just wanted a visual. Because I was following you, JB. But then when you said ride off the <laughs> You know what? I think... You know, the thing is... <laughs> that was funny as fuck, yo. Like... The thing is, I think in any relationship or dating situation, we have to remember not to create false yes. narratives in our head. And often, like, what we do is we come up with these ideologies, like, just because we have this expectation, we put that on somebody else, right? And so we just kind of have to be mindful that just because you're dating this person exclusively, that doesn't mean this person is dating you exclusively because you, you haven't had a man. conversation. Just just because you have this idea, oh, I want to be married and this is what I see for my life doesn't mean that this person sees their life the same way. And so the fundamental thing of all of this, whatever we talk about is yes. going to be communication, which none of us do. A, because we don't know how. Sometimes you don't have like the fundamentals and the tools to be able to introduce that stuff and we're just mm. like out here figuring it out. But I have something for you guys um, in terms of relationships, because we've all been in them. We've been in great relationships and we've also all been in relationships that we know good and goddamn well. We ain't had no business yeah, oh. being there from the jump. So how the for the relationships that you've been in, not including your current one, because obviously your current one is probably successful, right? For the other ones, like, was there anything that stood out to you that was like, I shouldn't do this, but you did that shit anyway? Can I go first on yes, this? Oh, um, I think, and I won't specify a timeline just because I don't want to be disrespectful to that person. But um, in one of my relationships, I will say that I went into it with an idea that we were compatible just because we had certain background similarities, but I knew right away that we weren't for each other. 
and I prolonged the relationship just because I was looking for something that I thought I was going to get, but eventually I never got it. And I, mm. I feel like That's deep. oftentimes we stay in these relationships too long when we know that it's not for us. And we give away so much of our mm-hmm. energy when we could have been doing so much more. Um, even if it's just like being free and just enjoying your time on your own. I feel like when you know that you're not for a person or that person is not for you, then let it go and move on. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're just kind of like coexisting for a moment when you could have been living your life. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Sean? Like, have you been in a relationship where you knew that shit was, you know your ass ain't had no business in that shit, but you pushed for it anyways and yeah, maybe stayed I, longer I, than I, you I've should have. Before. Um, you know, you just uh, in love with the idea of just having someone. You know. Mm. Um, Tell the truth. And they yeah, have, of... you know, exhibited things that um, you know that, you know, you shouldn't be going through, whether it's anger, and you know, wanting to get physical, mm-hmm. you know, or different things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and you just know that, you know, it's it's not conducive, it's not safe. Um and yeah, you you know, you kind it it takes me, you know, less than thirty days to know if, if this if you know, if I really see a future with a person or not. Um mm-hmm. you know, it, it yep. really does. It you know, it mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, and it definitely don't take that long. I mean, if you want to get like a really full scope of seeing someone, if they in a where they're mad, if they're happy, you know, because I think it was something that um, Tyler Perry may have alluded to a long time ago. You kind of want to see people in all different facets, you know, and not mm-hmm. just one way, you know, like because mm-hmm. in the early parts it can be very blissful, and then mm-hmm. in some parts, you know, you want to kind of see those down moments too. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But none, nonetheless, it doesn't mm-hmm. take long to know, you know, if a person really is what you need. You mm-hmm. can just be holding on to it just because it's familiar. You know what I mean? And it's just yes. that comfort zone. So yes, mm. I, I have been guilty of um, definitely um, holding on to something a lot longer than what I should have. I think um, for me, it's been a combination of things. This longing of what I think a relationship is based mm-hmm. off what I've seen, right? And holding on to something that I know is not healthy for me out of fear yes. of the unknown. Because sometimes we get in these situations where you get so used to like being with somebody and that person uh, being in your life. Like you can't imagine that person not being in it in essence and so you would like rather stay in it than the possibility of um, them not being Mm. there then there's the side of being in love with an idea or being in love with something that you don't even have because it's like a facade or the idea of somebody being something that they're not so I'll give you an example like I was in a relationship with this guy, went to the military and, you know, all of that. He was a really nice guy, but he wasn't for me. And there were certain things that I knew that stood out. But I was in love with the idea of him being that person, even though he really wasn't. Instead of just acknowledging this is who he was and this doesn't align with what I want. I was in love with the notion of hope that he could someday mm-hmm. be that person. And I think the older that we get, because yep. I'm being honest, we all over 30, right? Relationships in your 30s look completely, completely. different than they do in your 20s. And so anybody that I would have married in my 20s, mm-hmm. I'd be divorced from today. <laughs> it's, it's, it wouldn't work. Off, it wouldn't sometimes work. Sometimes you look back on your 20s and yeah. you think about those people that you dated and you were like, WTF was I thinking? What the fuck? <laughs> like, like really? Like, right. Shell, this is this what you was doing, <laughs> sis? Really? 
Girl, he couldn't right. even read. What are we talking about? You don't even have your own. What are we legs. talking about? So uh, <laughs> you don't even have your own. And so wait a minute. So wait a minute. I have a quick question for you guys. I have to ask. So what are two? We'll limit it to one or two things that would have been on your list for something that you wanted in a partner or a relationship in your 20s that you wouldn't ask for in your 30s. So for example, in my 20s, I would say, I want somebody that's going to ride for me. I want somebody who uh, they at least made $8 an hour. That would be my thing. But in my 30s, I need you to have a retirement plan. <laughs> I need you to have three six months savings in the, in the bank because a bitch is like to be able to go to the doctor when she needs to. Mm-hmm. And I and I need stability. So what's something that you would have had on your list in your 20s that in your 30s doesn't cut it? Um, I'll say for me, uh, see, I think when I was dating in my 20s, um, the things I looked for in a person were very limited. Um. I just really wanted somebody who can make me laugh and just to have good conversation. Oh, yeah, that's real I mean, on because the surface. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't even like I was looking for anything physical just because like I wasn't thinking about how you looked or uh, how you dressed or anything like that. But I was just like, if we have a conversation and if we can stay on the phone more than two hours and you can just keep me stimulated and make me laugh and every time that we have those conversations. I want to see you and I want to, you know, be able to be around you. That's all I really thought about. But yeah, once you get into your 30s, you think about financial stability and (laughs) I like like eating. Uh, Every week, uh, what can you do for me that I can't do for myself? So, you know, I think as you get older in every decade that you move into, certain things start to arise and you know as you grow your ambitions grow Mm. what about you sean like what's something like in your 20s that you was like yeah i need him to do this 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 and then in your 30s you like that's some bullshit well i think she's having some uh difficulties um okay Baby, she gonna she gonna hop right back in. You know that's that's that that's that mobile service. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of crazy because, man, I think about my relationships in my twenties, and I will say I have always consistently been a gold G O A L digger. I have always been. That, but I think that has a lot to do with my sign and my per- personality. So I'm a Capricorn, and I have a Capricorn moon and a Capricorn sun. So I am Capricorn through and through and throughout. So I remember um, my ex. You probably you remember mm-hmm. uh, JB, mm-hmm. the one that I live with. That just one that wasn't gonna work. And then when he went off into the military and he went in as like an E1, I was like, oh, this yeah. this don't support my lifestyle. This, this, but, this um, not going to work. So I think I've always kind of been yeah. that person, but um, he was I nice. Think, I wouldn't say that I was a gold digger, but I think in a lot of ways, uh, we model our parents. And my mom, you know, she's never been mm-hmm. with a man that has not had some kind of financial support or stability. Me. So, in a lot of ways, right. uh, indirectly, I modeled myself after that. So even though I wasn't looking for it specifically, mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. never dated someone or went into a relationship with somebody who wasn't able to bring to the table either something equal as I could or more than I would be able to. So, Okay. And see, for me there was trauma because I grew up poor and we had a poor man in the house and I was like, he's poor. Mm. What the hell? We What's this for? What's the point? So it pushed me in the completely opposite direction. Now I need you to have over the mm-hmm. ambition, over yes. the goals, like I all am. of that. Yes, and stuff. I Sean, am. <laughs> you back with us, sis? <laughs> Come on, girl. I should have. Look, oh, I have a rising thing. We was giving call T Mobile. Well, you might need to switch to T Mobile. Oh, you was a lie. <laughs> so, uh, 
No, she's alive. She got look. So we were asking Sean, what um, what is something you would have dated for in your twenties that in your thirties is like a no? In a lot of situations, mm-hmm. you know, I really was. I wasn't thinking. Okay. You know, I mean, I I really was. It was just like real, real. You know, I had coke bottle shape and long hair, and I had it going on back then, child. And oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you kept a nice rep, but we ain't gonna say long. Uh, okay. <laughs> she still got that rep. <laughs> so still got that damn rep. <laughs> it ain't got no, it ain't got no bounce. <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> you know the last uh, last podcast she was talking about she went to Dominican. She's still going to the Dominican okay. with the yeah, heat. The heat, heat Chris. Back in the day, honey, and just didn't get stopped. So it was just it was just stopped. How your drive through? Get my meal. How your drive through trip now? <laughs> Right. Well, I hope you ain't. <laughs> well, they do. Oh, they did mess up my order the other day, so I gotta go back to them. Told them take my name down. Oh, <laughs> yes. Now in my thirties, you know, oh man, like, that's too funny. What you said, JB and Shell. I mean, I, I got good credit. You gotta have some good credit. We not. I'm not trying to get none of nobody mama name and stuff like that. You know, yeah, and then I mean, even though it was like, like no, 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 the children, you know, but obviously, you get mm. older, you may be like, huh, might got to deal with one, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, girl, that was mine. So, oh, no, right. ma'am, no, ma'am, he, no, no, he ma'am. can't have five, well, he no, can't have five, well, but shale, you know, uh, one shale. or two, no, maybe one. he was married, in uh-huh. the- um, yeah. yeah. Just one. Well, hold on. Let's, let's touch on that for <laughs> okay. a second. So let's say that you meet this man and he has everything that you expect and desire in a man that's for you, but he just so happens to come with multiple kids and, like y'all said, five. How would? How many? Okay. Wait. How many? Or five? Or five? As y'all mentioned before. So how? So, so let me ask you this. Why? Supporting... You can tell this a man. You no, can tell this a man. He's supporting his kids and he's doing no. well for himself. And he has all of these uh, things that you expect in a man. How would that add be up good ass friends. So I think the circumstance, it depends. Was he married for a long period of time? And these are five kids that he had with his ex-wife and they've been divorced for three or four years. Like there has to be context. Or is he future? And he got 11 kids with nine baby mamas. Like there, you have to give context to that because if he has, let's say, two or three kids with one woman he was married for a long time and they end up getting divorced, I can work with that because that tells me that he has stability in some form of fashion financially and he was a husband and they decided that it would be better for them to not be married. But when you just out here putting it in everything and you just creating kids with everybody, like yeah, well, for I'm, me, I'm, I'm I don't have any children. I'm good on so that. for me, you know, I don't but I don't I, bring no baby daddy drama to the table mm-hmm. and I don't want the same. So for me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pray that whomever I'm with either has zero or just one. I personally don't I've seen it not work out so well. I'm not saying that's gonna be my situation, but yeah, no. Um I prefer, you know, no kids or at least one. And I'm going to be honest. So, like, my husband has one child from a previous marriage, and I was, I don't date me with kids. Because, like you, Sean, I don't have no children. But what allowed me to be open to the idea is that his ex-wife is very productive. She has her own career. She provides you know, for her mm-hmm. child and stuff. So it's not like a messy situation when it comes to like a child. And so that makes our situation a bit right. more easier. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's just one of them. If he had two or three, I would be like, mm, yeah. I would have to ask right. more questions. I would have to ask more questions. So 
here's the thing. Um, some people have the goal of marriage. Some people do not. So for you all, do you all have the goal of being married one day? That's the first question. And the second is, what does that look like for you based off what you feel about marriage and what that is? Uh, um, I feel like I've always had the Stedman and Oprah mentality in my mind. Um, I feel like Oh, that's because she was gay. <laughs> Wait a minute. She go with Gail. I thought Oprah, she, I thought Gail was the love of her life oh and Stedman was just oh there for God. like shits um, and giggles. Well, you know, the that's not their situation. The streets don't say nothing. We ain't got no money and no time to be sued. The streets ain't saying nothing. You <laughs> be and not me. I thought that's <laughs> my 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 bad. My bad. <laughs> I seen wait because I seen Oprah shout out Gail for her mm. birthday. I ain't mm. never seen Stephanie well, shout out for his birthday. I ain't the, never uh, seen that recipe for their marriage or well their togetherness has been kind of like this uh discreet thing so to say like she we are aware that she's with him but he's not so much in the spotlight like she mm -hmm. is so uh for me mm -hmm. I, i've just never seen marriage as an idea for me um not that i'm opposed to it mm -hmm. but i it, it's not something that has always been at the top of my list and i think yeah i think as it's I not the end all be all i'm warming up to it but it's like that old saying goes, if it's not broke, then don't fix it. But you have to also think about mm -hmm. so many other different factors. Um, you know, if you were to die and you were with your partner for so many years, you would want so many things to be uh, given to your partner that you shared this life with. And the only way for that to happen was if you guys were married. So, I mean... You may say no today, but then in a few years, your mind may change. Yeah. Like the circumstances be right. What about you, Sean? Like, is marriage the end all, be all? Like, is that yeah, a goal on I your mean, list want, of things to, married, to do? But I, I don't want to be married just because I, my friends are. You know, I want, I've always wanted whatever situation I'm in mm -hmm. to be pure, authentic, genuine. You know what I mean? Like, I want real love. And I saw this quote that said, love is friendship on fire. So that's the type of thing that I want. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to be able to enjoy the person mm -hmm. I'm with. I don't want to be married and stay in something that I'm not happy with. So mine would look a lot like just traveling the world. You know, enjoying, you know, my spouse and just making creating memories and laughing and having a good time you know I want to enjoy my life I don't want to be looked at as a burden now, obviously you know we know that you're going to have ups and downs but I don't want it to feel like a job or stressful like I, tr I truly want us to be able to enjoy each other and like I said I know it's not perfect I know every day is not like that but some people are really just in a marriage just to be in it whether it's for children, whether it's just because security, mm -hmm. financial security, just different things. I've talked and heard different reasons as to why people are married. But, you know, I want mine to be based on genuine love and, you know what I mean? And just really enjoy myself and in my marriage. Can I add something quick, uh, Shell, before you? Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah, please. Mark, for me, it would take about five years before we get to that point. And we've been together for three years now. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I feel like uh -oh, it takes coming a up while on for it. you to really get to know somebody, you know, their likes, dislikes, and the good and bad things about them. And for you to come to a point where you accept all of that. So uh, I think for a mm -hmm. lot of us in relationships or marriages during quarantine, that was a true test. And we definitely went through um, some situations where at times you wondered, 
am I going to make it through this year to go and, you know, to continue on with our relationship? And I think for any couple who has made it through this time, you definitely know that this is something that probably is for you. But I honestly think that Mm -hmm. when it's right, you'll know it. But like Sean, you said, I don't think Mm -hmm. that you should just be in a situation just because you want to be married. I think you have to pull back layers of someone to find out Mm -hmm. if this person is truly for you. And if if this is a person that you want to be in your life long term. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting because I, I've always wanted to be married. Like it was like mm-hmm. the goal on the wall, right? Probably because you co- I come from a broken home. Um, so it's like, oh, I want to be married. I want to be married. Gone through my whole life, dating, relationships, all that stuff. And what's funny is when the guy actually mm-hmm. is like, hey, I want you to move in. Hey, we should get married. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. This is heavy. Because the thing um that I found about marriage is you know if you should marry someone if they never change a day in their life, right? So if this person was to never change for the better or worse for the rest of their life and the rest of Mm. your life, would you be okay with that? And if the answer to that is yes, that's Mm -hmm. how you know you should marry this particular person. If they, if you wish that they spent more time with you, if you wish that they made more money, if you wish that they were more attentive to the things that you need, if you wish that they communicated with you more and all wow. this stuff, then mm-hmm. that's like not the time to get married, right? But but the thing is, marriage, it's a lot. And what we see on social media with everybody Ugh. taking cute photos and everybody taking their trips and all of that stuff, that's like 10% of it. And then the nine, the other 90% is y'all have an argument downstairs. Mm-hmm. He go upstairs, but you know he going to come back downstairs, right? <laughs> and like you have to face that. So marriage for me is not mm-hmm. what I expected it to be. It's not this. I will have to. I'm gonna be honest. This is the hardest thing that I have ever done in my entire life because my mm-hmm. life is not just my own, right? Every single thing that I do mm-hmm. affects someone else and his life, and vice versa and stuff. Um, so is every is marriage everything that I would have hoped for? Yeah. It is plus a lot, yeah. <laughs> plus a lot mm-hmm. and then you have the family aspect of it, right my husband has a daughter um and then you have family members and stuff too because mm-hmm. that plays a part into your marriage as well sometimes like into your relationship you know if you let it just kind of depends um but it's, it's it's not to be taken lightly and i think me being who I am, the seriousness that I took from marriage was just the legality aspect. Because JB, you hit on something very important. You can love somebody all day in this life, but unless you mm-hmm. got a piece of paper that's by a judge and it's signed, it's not invalidated, but the world doesn't, mm-hmm. or I should say this country yeah. doesn't see it the same. And so you owe it to someone that you love and that you do want to spend the rest of your life with. You owe it to yep. them for them to have those benefits. Vice versa and stuff. So like I do feel like marriage is, is like 70% legality mm-hmm. and 30% all the other fluff. It's, you know. Um, so what do... As far as like family members and stuff, do you guys take like advice from family members in terms of like dating or like your relationships or um, I where do you draw I'm that line? I to keep my relationship as private as I can. Um, 
although I do think there are times when you mm-hmm. need to, you know, reach out for um, just some advice to kind of, now, and when I say advice, you don't have to tell every detail of what you're going through in that moment, but you kind of want to hear another voice other than yourself in your head, just to kind of like get through everything that you're going through. Um, I talk to my mom every day and, mm-hmm. you know, my mom being that she's been married, um, she offers good advice and also some advice that I may not even like. And that's a good thing. You never want somebody who's going to agree with you 100% of the time. You want um, different levels of critique, advice, whatever. Um, but for the most part, I do try to keep my relationship very close. But let me, let me add on to What about you, Sean? Um, like, do you have um, a space for... Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. He no, got to get this but, out. This is um, important. Go ahead, Boo. You got it. Family as a whole, um, when I bring into Mark's family, I remember, you know, as we mentioned before, going through quarantine, it's not really the easiest thing on your relationship or marriage. Um, so when we were going through um, an argument or a disagreement that we had, one of his cousins actually reached out to me and she was kind of like a bridge or a voice of reason to get us through what we were going through. And a lot of things that she said, a good amount of what she said, I agreed with, but there were some things that I didn't agree with that she was kind of vouching for on his side, but it was able to hear, it was good to able to hear someone say the things that I needed to hear just so we can get through this moment of, not really getting along and you know fighting and everything like that so we can get to a better place so i think family and friends are important in a relationship but you don't want to disclose too much because you don't want to have too much outside influence that's good i have something i want to add to that but sean what do what do you feel about as far as a a families and friends place like in your relationship, um, you know, I or dating life, private, like JB, in a lot of sense, um, you know, and and personally with a lot of people in my family, I don't see relationships that I exactly want to mirror, whether it's secrets, um, mm. characteristics or traits, or you know, just a lot of different things like this. So I wanted, I just always wanted you know, my relationship to be unique to me. Um, So, yeah, a lot of times I will, uh, I feel uh, most comfortable with friends um, than family per se. Yeah, because our friends become our family. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That family you chose. It's interesting because, um, I've noticed that the advice that you Mm. get is going to depend on who you ask, right? And so I remember one time, JB, you Mm. and Mark got into like a little scuffle or whatever. And I remember you text me and I wasn't being dismissive, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, you'll be okay in the morning. Like you sleep it off and stuff Mm -hmm. because I know your ass ain't going nowhere, Right. Because that's what people in relationships do. That's what married people do. You get into an argument. I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to be out of this on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday morning, we acting like the thing never even happened. Mm-hmm. You're back, you know, in love and all of that, right? And so I think who you definitely should keep people out of your relationship. Yeah. Be mindful of what you share. Because there's also the part of if mm-hmm. as your as me and Sean are your friends, right? JB, if you always only just mm-hmm. told us the negative things that Mark did or always perceived him in a negative manner, yep. we're gonna think the worst of him because that's all that we've been presented. So anytime we tell you something, it's gonna be, oh, you should leave mm-hmm. him. Oh, you should do this, oh, you should do that. Because that's yep. all that you presented to us. You haven't really been fair to him, right? And so, like, it's always important that 
although you go to your friends and families for advice and trying times that you also celebrate your partner and your spouse in front of these people so that it's like well balanced and you're fair to your spouse because if he or she is amazing uh 90% of the time why is it only fair for them to be judged on 10% of who they are? Right. And half of that and, 10% and, is and, your and, fucking right. fault. I, I, I agree with that. But just <laughs> to add on to it, I think also um, as a friend, you have to be careful as to the advice that you offer to your friends that are in relationships. Because if I'm telling you, like you said, all of the bad details of what's going on in my relationship and then the friend tells me, oh, you should break up with that person. Y'all are going through too much. You should just leave. And then we actually either break up or mm-hmm. even work it out. I'm going to always remember the negative things that you said to bring down my relationship. And then it's back on the friend and how you felt about my relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's always mm-hmm. going to be like some, it's always going to be messy. It's always going to be messy. But that's why like the biggest, the biggest piece of advice that um I can say is to always keep a, a like not like a mentor but someone in your space who's mm-hmm. done it longer than you have right so mm-hmm. somebody who's been in a relationship for 10 years a committed relationship for 10 years or if you're married a couple mm-hmm. who's been married for 30 years they done seen everything mm-hmm. that person gonna give you the best advice <laughs> that you can get versus your single years. friend who ain't never been married Right, right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely multi, multifaceted. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it definitely takes a village, yeah, but you definitely. have to be mindful of who you keep in that village. That's crazy. But yeah, so I think this is a really, 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 really good ending point because we have some more that we want to come um, in part two where we're going to kind of delve into like some interracial dating. We're going to talk about like ageism when it comes to relationship and like sex because I think that's important. The good, the bad, the forgettable. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have some stories to tell about that. So um, we thank you guys for listening. This was a really, was really, a really good, good episode. episode. Like um, how I you guys that, feel about um, it. It was a change up from what we normally talk about. You know, we usually talk about day to day events that are happening in the media, you know, headlines, storylines or whatever. So um, I think in the future, we definitely want to add more personal stories and backgrounds to our podcast. And uh, we definitely thank you for tuning in every week and listening to what we have to say there's definitely going to be a lot more added to our podcast so stay tuned and we have so much more coming in 2021 yes happy new year everyone. Bye. happy new year yes